0: The PHNX Suns VIP Lounge brought to you by the DraftKeen Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We greatly appreciate your support. I'm Lindsay Smith, and I'm here with Espo. And Espo, the Phoenix Suns, extend their win streak to 11 straight after forcing the Brooklyn Nets to wave the white flag early. The final score, 121 to 111. What a time to be alive. That was an outstanding basketball game. Definitely worth staying up for, even with the late tip.
1: I thought you were going to steal my shtick right out of the gates, and you were (laughs) going to say, the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. Hell the world. Hell, suck it, Steve Nash. Suck it, Nets. The Phoenix Suns have won 11 in a row.
0: (laughs) I would never steal your thing, Espo. Also, I'm surprised you threw Steve Nash in there.
1: Hey, when you, you, when come you decide out to go coach somebody else, <laughs> as a matter of fact, suck it, Amari Stoudemire, anybody <laughs> oh, no. that isn't part of the family anymore, you're dead to me. All right. When you choose sides against the family, you sleep with the fishes. That's the way it rolls. All right.
0: <laughs> well, it was an amazing game from the Phoenix Suns. And just overall, this game was such good basketball to watch And if this happens to be a preview of the NBA Finals, we are in for a treat and some uh, very aggressive basketball, (laughs) I guess you could
1: say. Heart (laughs) palpitations. We're in for only seeing Kyrie and Phoenix. There's all sorts of bizarre wrinkles that will happen if these two teams face each other in the Finals. And, you know, I I actually think there would be something poetic about going to the Finals facing the Nets, and winning your first title, having to go up against a team coached by two of the people that couldn't get you the Larry O'Brien trophy before?
0: I would almost feel bad.
1: Nope. Nope. Screw it. No.
0: I mean, you're yeah. You're on this side. Would, screw it. Okay, on. it would only be like for maybe 30 seconds, and then I'd be on to the celebration, nope. but just a smidge.
1: Nah, <laughs> you go coach a super team, uh, <laughs> that's your own freaking problem. Look, okay, if you're not... If you're not in this foxhole right now with this team, I don't care if you're the national media hating on this team, former stars uh, of your team that are now elsewhere, coaching elsewhere, I don't care. If you're not here, you're not with us now, I'm not going to feel sorry for you if things go sideways on you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Well, there is so much that we can talk about from tonight's game, but first, let's get things started with a trip to the bar. What are we drinking tonight, Espo?
1: We are cracking open a little bit of backcourt bourbon. This was an old-fashioned kind of game for the Suns where it was CP3 and it was Devin Booker leading the way. Yes, there was a side of McHale. Don't worry. We'll give him his flowers as well. But it was really (laughs) the backcourt that took care of business tonight for the Suns.
0: Yeah, those two just were... Absolutely. Incredible. Getting it all done tonight. And you know what? We're going to start with some flowers for Chris Paul because Dwayne Wade said at halftime, we don't give Chris Paul his flowers enough. So you know what we're doing? We're going to give him all the flowers (laughs) that maybe the mainstream media has not given him this season. But you know we have here at PHNX because we love giving out flowers to Chris Paul. So tonight he finished with 20 points. 14 assists, only had two turnovers, and uh, just a outstanding performance the way that he's able to help control this offense. In addition to that, tonight marks uh, his team best 25th double-double of the season and his seventh over the last eight games. So those 14 assists and just two turnovers I mentioned, that's on top of already having 38 assists to just four turnovers in the last two games unbelievable what Chris Paul is able to do this late into his career like I mean just the fact that we get to watch night in and night out him and Devin Booker play together is just so much fun and we should be so thankful for that because it honestly feels like such a seamless fit with those two it doesn't seem like there's any sort of competition or whose team is this, or it just feels like it's all love. They're both equally bought in. They both equally support each other. And that's a great thing to see.
1: Uh, I'm I'm getting this just in uh, breaking news with that. We have officially become the outlet that gives out the most flowers passing (laughs) on (laughs) 800flowers.com right there. So congratulations. We now give out more flowers than anybody else online.
0: Let's
1: go. uh, Some would like you to think that he has his feet in the bathtub, that he's almost washed. He is not. He is MVP caliber right up there with Devin Booker. Another fantastic night. Uh, Just the way he moves the ball, just the way he passes the rock is continually impressive. The way he knows exactly when he needs to score and he's systematic about it. Uh, it's it's amazing, and and Dwayne Wade was completely right at halftime. There is not enough attention being paid to what he's doing at his age mm. and how effectively he is doing it. And uh, you know what? Uh, that's fine. It, it doesn't matter who's paying attention. Uh, the win column is paying attention. They're forty-one and nine because of those efforts, and uh, and he deserves all the praise that he gets here. He deserves what Dwayne Wade said, but in the end, all he's going to care about is Larry being in Phoenix and he's going to find a way to, uh, hopefully try to make that happen. But Devin Booker on the other part of the backcourt, there drops 35 and it's just starting to feel pedestrian. Like, it's just like, Oh, great. Devin dropped 35 again. Call me when he doubles that, you know, like they, they combined for 55 with 121 points. You go, yeah, that's about what I expected. Uh, that, that's that's where we're at you know it's it's nothing uh, out of the ordinary anymore for these two guys to to just do this and do this so effectively on the evening. I mean 55 points combined 16 assists combined, 10 rebounds, three steals. Uh, they did a little of everything tonight and they were also 15 of uh, 16 or excuse me 15 yeah 15 of, of 16 from the free throw line tonight i mean almost perfect from the charity stripe uh and and that right there is uh, you know uh, is a huge reason why this suns team uh, just continues to win is they they're just effective they shot 83% from the free throw line tonight uh made 26 of 31 and they got to line more than uh, than the nets tonight and that's only had 21 free throws so that uh, that's a huge deal i mean they got 11 points right there in the free throw differential and they win by 10 uh just all around great game from the backcourt and the team as a whole uh making sure that they got to the basket and plenty of uh old-fashioned three-point plays in that as well that uh that helped extend this lead
0: so so taboo tidbits in the chat said cp3 came here because of book there's a mutual respect there cp3 controls the pace And Devin hits daggers. you love to see it. So one thing that I did like that I saw, um, in addition to what Dwayne Wade said about Chris Paul uh, during the halftime show, was that they actually showed a tweet, like tweets of the night about tonight's game. They showed a tweet of somebody who said something along the lines of, why aren't we talking about Chris Paul in the MVP race more? Now, they didn't really follow up on that tweet and (laughs) go into it, But at least they showed it. And, hey, in my book, that's progress. So it's getting out there a little bit more. And that's always a positive thing to see for this Suns team for sure.
1: I I love we got Vince asking us, do you guys think uh, the Suns uh, let teams within five points in the last five minutes just to rack up clutch points? And (laughs) Devin, at about the four-minute mark, Devin had five points, hit a three-pointer then, uh, then hit to extended uh, extended that lead as part of a 7-0 run that really kind of put it away, and that counts as as clutch points. I mean, I don't think they do it on purpose, but they know when it gets to that point. Okay, it's our time. We got this. No big mm-hmm. deal. I mean, the Suns are now thirty one and zero when they lead after three quarters. This yeah. this team is is deadly. If you give them. A chance in the fourth, you are going to wind up with the L uh, on on your record. That's just the way this goes. They're so good, and uh, and it's not just Chris Paul. It's not just Devin Booker. You had Mikhail Bridges come up in the clutch tonight. DeAndre gets a lob uh, and puts one uh, puts one down. Javale McGee doing some great things on the defensive end and getting a couple N ones uh, across the board. A great fourth quarter play as well.
0: All right, well, we're talking about the backcourt, so let's just keep on going with that. Tonight, I know this one was a little bit of a tough decision, so I know there's probably going to be mixed reviews here, but tonight we are going to go ahead and name Devin Booker our draft king, king of the game. So Devin started this game 6 of 6 from the field with 13 points, and he finished the night with 35 points, 6 rebounds, 13 of 23 from the field. Grabbing his 128th 30 plus point game. Devin Booker had himself another night. Like he just it's one of those things where it's literally night in and night out. It's just what Devin does every single time.
1: Yeah, he had that. He got to a spot on the mid range, was hitting that. Uh, Hitting those fadeaways, hitting those step back threes, sticking it right to Blake Griffin, which is always, (laughs) uh, which is always fun. I mean, the Nets have two of the the most annoying guys in basketball and Blake Griffin and James Harden and the Suns took it to both those guys tonight. I I enjoyed watching that. Look, I get it. Some people are going to want McHale as the, uh, as the, you know, the, the king of the game. I understand that, but I think we all can agree. I think we all can agree that that was some of the worst crown placement we've seen. <laughs> Let's it's see no it Shane. Put it back it's up. It's no Leah. It, it was something. I guess it was Jacob. But like, what? What is that? Devin Booker, uh, you know, it has you know a big game, and you give him the tiniest freaking crown you could Photoshop on a picture. <laughs> Just not acceptable. Uh, the, all of the Cove crazies and a uh, PHNX sons nation agree that uh, Devin may. Uh, Devin may not have been the unanimous choice for King, but that crown placement sucked. So
0: I always feel like, I don't know, I feel like they always look the same. Maybe it's because I'm not, like, dissecting them, but I can't really tell a huge difference, if I'm being completely honest. I just lean into maybe, it for the joke.
1: Maybe it's because, yeah, you're you're just not buying into the bit. It's all a yeah. joke, all right? Except <laughs> when Shane does it. They, that usually sucks, so...
0: Fair, fair, if you think so. Um, Mook Allen in the comments said, my wife said, quote, look at you. You don't even get excited anymore, end quote, LOL. And I think that kind of sums it up for us. Like, we're all excited. It's just, you're not exactly like jumping out of your seat like you were in years past because you've become so accustomed to it. Like, is is that a bad thing that we're almost too used to Devin having 30-point games?
1: Let let's be honest, Mook. If you if your wife is saying you don't even get excited anymore, that's problematic. All right, my friend. Come uh, on. You know, what, whatever, whatever it's in reference to that uh, you're in trouble, my friend. Uh
0: look, no, I, I get it. Okay, Saul.
1: Okay. Okay. If <laughs> somebody has to do it if Saul's not here, right? <laughs> but look, it's amazing the hundred and eighty degree shift we've taken, right? We watched bad basketball for a decade. It took eighteen months for us to go. All right, what's next? One of the playoffs. Like <laughs> that's that is where we're at, though. It's like okay, we get it. They're they're good. Can we get to the playoffs? Because you know that run last summer was a lot of fun, and uh, let's get there. I, honestly, I still am enjoying this. I, I get, but I get the mentality where it's like, yep, all right, this is what they do, and it's it's becoming. Very formulaic. You you go, yeah. The, maybe they'll be have a slight lead going into the fourth, you know, and then they'll they'll just step on the gas and it'll mm-hmm. it'll be over. And then it's not even we're not even coming into the last minute usually on these games anymore. It's uh, about that five minute mark. They go, all right, enough playing around with this. We'll just uh, we'll end it now. So,
0: you know what? A, another great thing about Devin Booker's performances as of late, especially tonight, his defense. And I know we talk about it a lot, but I feel like if there's one area that we could absolutely continue to give flowers to Devin and and just continue to push, not that narrative per se, because I feel like that has a negative connotation to it, but just that accomplishment of his is his ability on defense and how much he's grown and the effort he puts in in that area as well.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, and and this whole team, nobody shies away if it's Kyrie, if it's Harden, whoever's out there, uh, you know, they switch, they rotate, uh, and, and they all put forth a great effort. I mean, campaign was out there a few times on Kyrie, or excuse me, not campaign, Cam Johnson was out there a few times on Kyrie, on, on Harden, and he stepped up and, and uh, put forth the effort, a uh, book the same way. Obviously, CP3 and McHale always come up big. JaVale on defense was spectacular tonight uh, had a few a few plays that were just uh, mind blowing around the rim uh DA, he gets up
0: so high it's there crazy. are times where i'm just like how are you doing this
1: well that block he had on harden i still uh, i've i've watched it four or five times and i still can't figure out <laughs> how he managed that because the shot goes up and he hasn't even left his feet and he reaches it at the apex and basically just pulls it straight down it was unbelievable what he what he was able to do but that's why you sign this guy right you you need as much depth there as you can get and while he only had five points I you know he had those two major blocks he grabbed four rebounds I you know he did the things that you want him to do in 14 minutes tonight I mean he was a plus seven even without uh, without scoring that much uh, on the night. So, and look again, Suns do it in a different way. They're big men combined for 17 points. Biz Mac, which we'll talk about, uh, Biombo, <laughs> uh had zero points tonight. Miguel or Javale, Miguel Javale McGee had five and eight and 12. And, but this, it, it had been the centers that over the last week or two that were carrying a lot of uh, of the offense and, and You know and rebounding for this team Not so much tonight the backcourt Did it the the wing swingmen did it it's It's a pick your poison With this team and any combination Is deadly for them.
0: Vince said I think that block was Goaltending but I'll take the block for McGee lol shh We don't talk about that.
1: (laughs) They can't take it back now. We're going to take
0: what we were (laughs) given and we're going to be thankful for it. (laughs) And then uh, Greg G said, I, it feels like he plays better when DA is in the rotation. I'm, I'm sure he probably does. I don't have the numbers, but it probably takes a little bit of pressure off of him. And then of course, as we've talked about all season, Cheval is best in those shorter stints, right? So having Deandre there, he doesn't have to play longer minutes. And he can take the breaks that he needs and come in and be really effective and then leave the game again and get some rest.
1: Yeah. Uh, JaVale McGee is is like that that really loud friend that you got that you can take in short spurts, but <laughs> then it can kind of get frustrating and annoying if you spend too much time with him. That, that, that's JaVale. His game is best in those short bursts. And that's why... In other other stops in his career, maybe he hasn't looked as good, but the Suns and and James Jones in particular, Monty Williams, looked at this and went, okay, if he backs up uh, Aiton, he can come in, he can give you five, six good minutes, go back to the bench, come back in and do it again. That's the recipe for success for this guy, and that's why he's been so consistent uh, when DA's there. He's been a spectacular backup in exactly what this team was missing.
0: So Manuel said, I'm tired of people constantly getting on DA. Dude plays within the flow of the game. Numbers aren't the most important thing. Uh, So as far as tonight goes, I agree. Um, But as far as tonight goes, it's going to take a little bit of time. I don't think he had a bad night at all. Did he have one of his most effective nights? No, probably not. But it is going to take him a little bit of time to get his legs underneath him, get his conditioning back up because he did miss quite a few games there.
1: Well, yeah, you could see it in his legs. There was, you know, he get he got mm-hmm. one hook shot, then came down kind of that, that turnaround shot that he has and tried the next one, and it, it came up short. And I, it's just legs. It's conditioning. It takes a little time. He hadn't played, uh, you know, for the, the second half of, of January. He was out with that injury. So give him a few games. He'll get back in the flow. He still played within himself. Tonight, uh, Chris, your thank you for the compliments on on the eight bit Suns logo tonight. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, Aiden will Aiden will get back into it. I'm not yeah. I'm not concerned about that. And you're really nitpicking if that's what you're going to point at in tonight's game and and try to you know plant your flag there. That's it's kind of asinine to me if that's where where we're going to nitpick because he even played well twelve and six. Uh, they didn't need a huge offensive output from him tonight, so I'm not overly worried.
0: Yeah, I am not either. Um, okay, should we talk about Mikel?
1: Because yeah. I feel
0: like we got to definitely talk about Mikel and his performance tonight. I heard people talking about, is this the best performance, the best game that we've seen out of Mikkel thus far? So he finished with 27 points. He had four assists, eight rebounds. 10 of 14 from the field. I mean, he did two steals. Mikkel definitely had a night, himself a night. He was doing the most on both ends.
1: Oh, I mean, don't forget his one block as well. You can't Oh, sorry, (laughs) Sorry, Mikkel. Apologies. For me, Mick the Knife was fantastic. When he cuts like that, he's deadly. I mean, that was what he was doing so well, was cutting of the basket. Uh, He was active. And and that's when he gets it going offensively because you're not running a whole lot of plays for Mikhail Bridges, right? It's about slipping those screens, which he did a few times tonight. He put a master class on on slipping those screens and getting those easy buckets around the hoop. It was beautiful what he was doing there, uh, moving without the ball. That is when he is his best offensively, and this team needs it. I mean, he didn't he didn't sit there and rely on the three, he only took three of them only and hit one tonight uh, of his 14 shots. And then he had a handful of end ones that were, were great. And that's what what he's so good at. With that length, with that ability to cut to the basket, you're going to wind up getting to the free throw line a lot uh, if you're doing that effectively. I loved what I saw out of McHale tonight. And this wasn't one of those nights where he knew we had to expend less energy on the defensive end so he could focus on uh, on the offensive end. He had hard assignments in Kyrie oh, and Harden, and he still was able to figure out a way to be involved offensively. And I, I said it a lot last year, but when Mikhail Bridges or as Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson go, so will the Suns' championship chances uh, because tonight was it was proof. When those two guys are on offensively, nobody can beat this team.
0: Mm-hmm. There,
1: if if you just get consistency out of those guys, and I'm not talking consistently 27 points out of Mikhail, just consistency. get both of those guys between 14 and 16 points. Uh, this team is is gonna be scarier than we've even seen so far because those guys, that's the internal development that you hear James Jones talk about, right? When he refers to internal development, it's Cam Johnson, it's Mikhail bridges and to, to probably a little bit lesser extent, Deandre eight, that's the mm-hmm. internal growth. And we're seeing it in front of us right now.
0: So many comments in the chat right now, <clears throat> excuse me, giving Mikhail love. Uh, so says Jay, if we get that type of aggression from Mikhail on a regular basis, forget it. Uh, taboo tidbits. Mikhail was awesome tonight. If he does that more consistently, he's an all-star uh, How he said Mikhail plays like tonight and it's all over uh, MCG blue. I'm happy. Mikhail had a great game for a nationally televised game. Like all of those are absolutely correct. And MCG blue. I'm so with you on the nationally televised game. I think that's at least his second one this year. Cause uh, the first warriors game, I believe was also a nationally televised game. And that, that game really just put Mikhail on the map for a lot of people. Uh, who aren't as familiar with the Phoenix Suns, but tonight also marks the first time uh, Mikel Bridges has scored 20 or more points in back-to-back games in his career. So you're seeing him kind of string a few together here, which is always great. To working towards, you know, like that consistency that you're talking about. And Gerald Bourget, who will be joining us a little bit on later on in the show, tweeted out the first thing that Monty Williams said when he was speaking after the game. Was that he immediately credited Mikel Bridges' defense on one end and his 27 points on the other when he was asked about tonight's game. So that was one of the first things that popped into Monty's head, one of the things that really stood out to him about tonight's game, as it should, because it was a it was so much fun to watch for Mikkel.
1: Well, it's a big week for Mikhail. You had J.J. Uh, Redick talking about him for Defensive Player of the Year. You had Bobby Love
0: Marks. J.J. Redick right now. Like, can we just, like, if we got to give some flowers to somebody, <laughs> it's J.J. Redick because he has had the Suns back all season long. He is literally going out there and fighting with people about it.
1: It's him and it's Kendrick Perkins have been the two national mm-hmm. media guys that are like, yeah this team deserves the attention, but uh, you also had uh, Bobby Marks of ESPN say that he would have McHale as, uh, as an all-star, Yeah.
0: but he'd have him
1: penciled in uh, as one of the final choices because of what he's able to do defensively. And there's been a lot of argument. If you're looking at Draymond green and saying what he's been able to do is, uh, you know, is, is all-star worthy, then you've got to look at McHale and say the same damn thing because mm-hmm. he he gets the boards uh, he doesn't get the assists like uh, like he does uh, like Draymond does but defensively scoring uh, he's more consistent than uh than uh, than uh you know what I'm talking about uh in Golden State he's more Andrew consistent Wiggins? uh well Andrew Wiggins as well I mean he deserves to be about? part of this uh, Draymond sorry liking on Draymond It's late. All right. Uh, He he deserves to be in the conversation uh, for this all-star game for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, We'll talk a little bit more about Mikhail when Gerald joins us, but we're going to take a quick break real quick because the moment we've been waiting for since September is finally here in honor of the big game. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers 56 to 1 odds on either team. So bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. Now, if you're not a new customer, you can experience Super Bowl 56 with same-game parlays. As you know, just combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout, and the more legs you add, the more money you can win. So DraftKings, the best thing about it is it's safe, it's secure, it's reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So if you have not yet already... Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use promo code PHNX, and get 56 to 1 odds on either team. Bet just $5 and get 280 in free bets if your team wins. That's promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. That's 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. All right, Espo. I want to talk about Cam Johnson, sweet baby angel, Cam Johnson. (laughs) So he definitely had an impact on tonight's game. Uh, Cam Johnson finished with 16 points. He had three rebounds and he was five of 10 in the field, four of eight from beyond the arc. So the biggest thing that really stood out to me in tonight's game, and I'm sure everyone else um, with Cam Johnson is that he missed his first three, three point attempts tonight. And he continued to shoot them. And on his fourth and fifth, they were back-to-back triples. And I love that he continued to shoot the ball, even with the way that both of these teams started the game, because both of these teams just came out lights out. It was like an offensive fire out there for both sides. I think it was almost maybe midway through the first quarter before either team missed a shot. So knowing that, The offense was just going so well at the beginning for him to miss three in a row and still continue to shoot the ball speaks volumes for the amount of confidence that he has grown over the last couple of years. Because if that was maybe even the beginning of last year and the year before, he probably would have stopped shooting or not taken as many shots or waited until later on in the game to put some more up. And I just think. But that is a testament to Monty Williams and this entire team continuing to lift everyone on this team up and continuing to tell them over and over and over until it is second nature to keep shooting the ball.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, hell, he may not have shot those earlier in the year when he was in that slump. I mean, he yeah. he's really gained that additional confidence. I mean, you brought it up. He misses the first three. He goes four or five the rest of the way is 16 points it's only I, the bench overall scored i think 23 24 points so he carried the entire bench with the scoring he's he's got that that swagger we talked about it i mean all the way back in preseason when we did our player previews we had cam johnson circled as the guy we thought was going to be the breakout star this year and it's starting to come to fruition he's starting mm-hmm. to hit those threes, cut to the basket, getting those dunks again. Like, And people were worried at the beginning of the year, but really, I don't give a crap how you start the year. It's all about how you finish it. If he finishes mm-hmm. it on this kind of run and carries that in the playoffs, this is going to be huge for Cam Johnson, especially going into those contract negotiations this offseason where he's going to be in a similar situation to where D.A. was this past year. And he deserves his money. Both of them do.
0: Manuel said Cam has so much going for him. Him and Mikel will be the reasons we go far in the playoffs. I I I mean, like you said, Espo, where as those two go, this team goes. I mean, we know we have a really amazing backcourt, but those two are like the meat and potatoes, if you will, I guess, of of uh, this stew here.
1: Well, and the two guys that could emerge as your your third and fourth options offensively, depending on how DA performs in a night. And that's, that's needed. This mm-hmm. team needs them to be quality on offense. It takes pressure off of Devin Booker. It takes pressure off of CP three on certain nights because they know, Hey, we've got these guys. They can take some of the scoring load as well. And we're going to need that down the stretch. And uh, Phoenix uh, is going to need it because you can't keep playing Chris Paul major minutes. And if they can carry, some of the offense, it's going to be be huge down the stretch.
0: Yeah. So do we think, I know we've talked about it and it's become a more popular thing on social media. Do you think we're going to see Cam Johnson in a three-point contest this year at All-Star?
1: He should. I mean, he's one of the most efficient best to do it out there right now. Mm-hmm. My guess is it's going to come down to whether he wants to participate in or not. He should get should get the nod, especially if the Suns only get two All-Stars, right? They deserve to have guys involved in other things uh, in in the All-Star weekend, and Cam seems like the logical choice. I'm still looking yeah. for JaVale McGee in the skills competition, <laughs> but I think Cam in a three-point competition makes the most sense.
0: I mean, I really, it would be, it would be disappointing. I feel like if Cam wasn't invited to participate at the three point contest and I don't think he would turn it down. I feel like that would be the only reason I feel like he would turn it down is if he was dealing with some injury at that point, which knock on wood, that doesn't happen. Um, But I would love to see that more representation for the Phoenix Suns at all star, the better. So yes, please give me all of that.
1: And the league needs that three-point contest to be entertaining because that dunk contest does not look like it's going to be uh, a lot of a lot of eh to me in the dunk contest. So they need that three-point contest to be something interesting. So uh, you know, Cam deserves to be there. I doubt Book does it again. McG Blue saying Cam G-
0: yeah, Jay uh, up
1: against Book for a three-point contest would be awesome. I don't. I think Book's done with that. I think it's a been there, done that, one that don't care. Like uh, on the bigger and better things. I'll enjoy watching guys participate in it, but I'm not going to be part of it. I want, I want Cam in there.
0: Alex said Cam J in the three-point contest and slam dunk contest. I, If I recall correctly, he was actually asked about the slam dunk contest recently. And I think he kind of was like, ah, I don't know about that one.
1: I think he was like, I got, I got the hops for the putbacks, but I do not have the skill for the dunk contest. Yeah, that one's, I I mean, I I like a self-aware guy. Like uh, he's, you know, some guys would be like, of course I'm going to, I'd love to be in the dunk contest and be all cocky about it. And then go crap the bed. Cam Johnson's like, no, I got like three dunks in my bag and they're (laughs) nice to watch in games. I can posterize a guy, but uh, yeah, you don't want me. You don't want out, me out there in the dunk contest unless I can get PJ Tucker to let me uh, slam on him again. So.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between how a poster in a game, and then dunk contest type of uh, yeah. hops and athleticism. That's just a that's a whole nother ball game for sure. I know. Ja- so a lo- JaVale,
1: Javale had that dunk after in the fourth after he was fouled, where he went backwards. I was like, Oh, JaVale's still got some dunk skills. Yeah, he, he
0: definitely does. There. I'm I'm always impressed with JaVale's. I don't know if it's just because I haven't seen very much of him throughout his career, like up close and personal on a nightly basis like we have this season. He I'm just and then plus his age and everything, he his athletic athleticism is off the charts. Like, could you imagine if we had if JaVale was like more closer to his prime on this team? Like that would be (laughs) insanity. Yeah.
1: And so much fun. And he's, uh, yet even though he's at towards the end of that career, like you said, still uh, still has some of the stuff. Can we please pull a backup manual's uh, last comment because uh, it's not basketball related, and I really don't give a crap. I just find this entertaining. He said, "Bro, I just pulled out a wrapped fruit roll up from my dryer, and I half I have a half a mind to eat it like a warm dessert." What? Like
0: uh- <laughs> I think my problem with this is if it went through. Like it went through the washer, I'm guessing. So I, I would recommend not eating that. Yeah, well,
1: and I, I get, like, but... I can't imagine. Like, I I, I, I'm imagining fruit by the foot, which really isn't fruit. Uh, and I don't think it's quite a foot either. I don't think they accurately measure that stuff. But that, whatever that chemical compound that they make that they pretend is fruit, b- being mixed with soap and going through a dryer, I think is an awful idea.
0: Unless but at the, same like, time, at the same time, all those chemicals, it might not be that bad. I mean, It could withstand the soap from the washer, maybe. It
1: probably, probably could. It may taste better with the soap, too. I am like, Manuel, I don't know how old you are. I don't know where you are in your life. But unless you're, like, in high school and 14 and somebody's betting you, like, 25 bucks to eat it, don't do it.
0: <laughs> I not mean, like, Nicholas said eat. I'll donate if you eat it. So... Make a
1: business decision and go, I don't know about this. Or we can get the super chat like way high and then you can, then you can eat it. I mean, whatever, whatever you want to do. But by the way, K Cassidy (laughs) 90, I don't know how I owe you 10 bucks, but if I really legit do, I'm happy to pay it. I'm a man of my word. I'll pay those bets.
0: Why does Espo owe you 10 bucks? I need to know the story here.
1: (laughs) I don't even know who that is. So I don't know how I owe them ten bucks, but I'm I'm happy to make it happen oh if it's needed. So
0: that's fantastic. What um, else can we?
1: What could you cook in a dryer? Like I mean, uh, now now I'm wondering what would I put in there that would I actually eat if it had gone through a dryer? I'm not
0: a dryer not, or a washer because it's two totally different things.
1: I mean, a dryer. I guess I could heat a lot of things up. I mean, I okay. Let Let's just ask. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten uh, that you probably shouldn't?
0: I mean, I feel like I'm being put on the spot here. I am. I mean, I I point. did eat the the crickets. That's like my go to because yeah, it's always like the most bizarre kind of thing. I, um, I don't know. What I'll do tell you think? one.
1: I remember. I remember a kid in high school, uh, a friend of mine from high school. I won't say his name because there's an outside chance people may know him. But <laughs> we would we'd go to a golf course every every day during summer. We'd go play golf, and there's a Taco Bell next to it. So we come out one day and there's a couple packets of what appear to be sauce unopened, but they've been in the sun so long that the labels go. And we bet him 25 bucks and he ate both of them. And uh, that's probably the grossest thing I've seen because God knows what the sun does to whatever uh, those sauces were. So
0: Okay. I have one. It's not something I did. It's kind of similar to your story. So when we were growing up, it was like the neighborhood kids, right? We would all hang out and where I grew up, there were a bunch of gourds that just kind of grew like on the sides of the roads and stuff and everyone's front yards. And my sister, my sister was a little bit of bully. We've been through this. I mean, I love her to death, but when we were growing (laughs) up, she was a little bit of a punk. She, it was all girls and there was one neighborhood boy. So it was like a gang of girls and one boy. My sister convinced this, this boy to eat a gourd. And then after he ate part of it, she was like, "Oh my God, it's poisonous!" and made him cry because he thought he was going to die. <laughs> oh my God!
1: Yeah, uh, now we know where uh, where you get that from. Where you just <laughs> randomly want to shank one of us, uh, Connor. Connor in the chat says a dryer is the new air fryer. I like this. And Josh Hunt says, "Hold on, let me go get my best dryer recipes cookbook." Oh my so,
0: God! Uh, Manuel
1: hasn't commented since that, so I'm guessing he
0: no, he did. He said he ate uh, half of it, or one twelfth yeah, of it.
1: But he hasn't oh. commented since that, and he's dead. All right. Oh, no. He ate one inch of the foot, the fruit by the foot, and he is now no longer with us. All so, right. R.I.P. RIP, RIP Man. <laughs> Godspeed to you.
0: All uh, right. So one back thing to that, one thing we haven't talked about yet, which I felt. We don't need to spend a lot of time on this, but we can address it. A lot of people in the chat bringing it up.
1: Dryer fruit by the foot. We can spend a lot of time on basketball too. Fair.
0: Um, but you might not want to. But a lot of people in the comments were talking about Alfred Payton and his performance tonight. And it was like 50-50, right? There were a couple moments there in the first half where we saw some really good passes from EP. And it was nice to see like some of them were – Some pretty nice highlight passes. But then on the flip side, you turn around, you know, he gets to the free throw line. Airball is the first one. Misses the second one. I don't know. What are your thoughts on uh, Alfred Payton's play? We have to keep in mind, too, that, yes, we probably do not want to see a lot of Alfred Payton in the playoffs. But he also played pretty good. He played pretty well defensively and he is our backup's backup. So in these type of situations when you have to go to him, I feel like he's he's done okay.
1: Good defense, made some pretty passes. That's what you can expect from a guy like this, right? You're mm-hmm. not going to you're not going to get he's not going to light it up. You know, he's not going to be the greatest offensively. You hope that he goes in and can hold whatever lead you have or keep you from going down any further than you are when he comes in. That's, mm-hmm. that's basically my expectation uh, of, of him. That's it. It's that simple. And he lived up to that tonight. Uh, Alfred Payton did what he needed to, to keep the, keep the sons in this and, and help them win as well.
0: Yeah. Also just a quick update for you guys. Gerald is almost able to join us. He is currently talking <laughs> with Deandre and um, and he sent that message to us about seven minutes ago, so he should be here um, shortly. So hang tight if you want your Gerald fix of the night and to hear um, what Monty and the players all talked about post game. So, Espo, I believe it is now time uh, to take your shot, presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. So COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Espo, tell us what our shot of the night is.
1: Yeah, it, it's got to be Chris Paul at the end of the second quarter going coast to coast to beat the buzzer. It was a hell of a pretty play. It was one of those moments that the Nets had gotten a little momentum and they were they were close and CP3 came down and it really energized the crowd, energized uh, you know the the team and put them into the uh into the locker room with the kind of mindset that they could come back out uh, and they could carry that momentum they did it there and then devin Booker had another uh buzzer beater going into the uh end of the third as well there a quick bucket to end there too just finishing the quarter strong is so important if you're going to continue to win and they did it tonight very well so that's my shot. Of the night.
0: And just a reminder: COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone. Five and older, those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. I I think that 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 coast to coast from Chris Paul basically had Twitter all up in arms. Like everybody was having a heyday with that highlight. And just I think it shocked a lot of people too.
1: Well, I mean, the guy is forty-eight years old and uh no I'm just, thirty-seven. I'm just kidding. <laughs> in but basketball, he,
0: uh, in basketball, though he's forty-eight. It's like but, I mean
1: he just turned on the afterburners. Like it was it was fantastic the way he got down there. And it looked like he got fouled too at the end. They didn't call it, but uh it was it was great. And can we just overall in, in totality uh the backcourt. We are we are living in an age where we're seeing the best backcourt in Suns mm-hmm. history. I won't go as far as point guard or whatever we talked the other night. But I think I can pretty confidently say this is the ba- best backcourt that we have ever seen in Phoenix. It is living legend city right now here in Phoenix as these guys have gone out there and done things that we have not seen uh, before. And that's why they're being carried uh, as well as they have been uh, this year. I mean, these guys are just next level, and I love love watching these guys play together, the chemistry that they have, the fact that they're willing to sacrifice a little bit of their own games for the other, uh, that you have two closers that it doesn't matter, uh, you know, at any point uh, that they can come up and and play big in the clutch. i am I am loving. Watching Chris Paul and Devin Booker mm-hmm. together, this is this is something truly special, and that's, that's one of those things I feel like we need to not take for granted, because it won't be like this forever. We may only have another year of these two guys playing at the most elite level, but God, I love watching it, and I'm going to enjoy it for as long as we get to see it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Vince said, I like how Jim Jackson said people keep talking about what LeBron is doing in his 18th year, but no one's talking about what CP3 is doing in his 17th.
1: Well, that's because LeBron's dragging a bunch of corpses up and down the court. So he's the only one that's doing anything that looks good on his team. There's room so, at the
0: table yeah. for both though. Like you can talk about what LeBron is able to do at this point in his career while still giving some air time to Chris Paul, like it's 24 seven sports news cycle. Like there's plenty of time to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, but you know,
1: all we can saying. argue about in that cycle is LeBron and the Lakers, the Knicks for some God awful reason still. <laughs> and the Cowboys, because apparently that's all anybody cares about in, in oh, yeah. the minds of, of the big boys, but screw it. That's why, that's why we're here because we'll talk about the damn sons. We'll talk about, about your Phoenix teams. Uh, MCG Blue wants to know, does it call for me shouting that the Phoenix Suns have the best backcourt in the NBA? I don't know. You're, You're damn does. right, Jabroni, it does. <laughs> the Phoenix Suns have the best backcourt in the NBA. <laughs> Suck it, Warriors. That's right. I said it. Suck it, Warriors. There
0: you go. All right, Espo. While we wait for Gerald, shall we get into the biz, Mac, biz, mock, <laughs> yambo? Yes. Let's go to
1: our tweet of the night, please.
0: This one was a little bit interesting. So Vince Murata tweeted out that we have an update because this has been a topic of conversation for a minute now. Um, And the pronunciation guide that the Phoenix Suns put out currently says Bismack Biombo, But I went back because I was like, hold on. When I saw (laughs) that, I was like, hold the phone. I swear we double checked this because we told you guys like, Pretty recently, we had this conversation on here: was it Bismack or is it Bismock? So when they announced his first 10-day contract, which I believe came out the beginning of January, um, I went back through my emails and that announcement from the Phoenix Suns about signing him to a 10-day contract had it pronounced Bismock, Biombo. And since then, all the way until... The game, the second time we played Utah last Wednesday, that's when it was updated to BizMac, Biambo. But I didn't catch that, and I don't think any of us really caught it because once you look at a player's pronunciation, you don't typically go back and double-check it unless you're, like, unless it's pretty recent. But once you've got it down, like, why would you go back and double-check a player's pronunciation, right? And, and then and when the, I saw that, I was like, what?
1: And and the, the gentleman who tweeted it out, a, a personal friend, Vince Morata is actually not only a radio host at town, but he's also the PA announcer of the sun. So that pronunciation guides like the Bible to him, right? Because he's got to yeah, get it right,
0: exactly. which
1: means it has to have thrown him for a loop because he was saying like the rest of us, Bismarck Biombo checks into the game. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. And now it's all of a sudden, you know what? I'm actually going to text the sun's PR group right now <laughs> and ask why uh, literally I'll do it right here on the show and ask why the change. We'll get to the bottom of this so, to understand how it went from bismock to bizmac uh for sure.
0: What I did hear, there was a tweet by KP Smith. Um they tweeted out that apparently Tom Leander asked him about it and he said it's Mac, not mock. So I don't know where the disconnect happened from the jump. But just so we all are in the clear and we kind of have figured that out, we weren't all tripping, okay? We were yes. all tripping at the very beginning. The pronunciation guide clearly said "Bismack Biyombo," and now it is updated to "Bismack." Nobody, I mean, in, in
1: his entire NBA career, all the stops, nobody went, "Hey, uh, uh, how do you pronounce? How okay. do you pronounce this correctly?"
0: But this also happened with um, Isaiah Cannon who for the first part of the time he was on the Suns, we all called him Isaiah Cannon, found out his name is Isaiah Cannon. So why not
1: say it? I, I actually I just know. got... Uh, I just got... I asked I asked uh, the Suns Media Relations, and I just got a text right back. What's and in fact, uh, I said, can I get a ruling on why it went from Bismarck to Bismack? And the response is... When Leandra asked him straight up,
0: ha, ha, ha. "Oh my that gosh, is, that's uh, amazing! That's actually
1: awesome." <laughs> so nobody else asked. So I, uh, I you know, uh, you know, I, that happened to me earlier in my career, though. They called me Aspo for a long time, <laughs> but I finally had to go with Espo, boys. It's E S P O, not A S S P O.
0: They did right? not. Did so, they really? No, I
1: did not. Okay, I was, was like, was that about, would, be so would so would
0: be. bad." Let's Guess bring in here.
1: Let's bring in the girth. We always need some girth on the show, Gerald. How are you, my friend?
2: I'm great, Aspo. How are you?
1: I'm good, thank you. Uh, did you speak with Bismack Bismack about the uh, about the controversy, or were you uh, were you more doing more important things this evening, like talking about a big one?
2: Unfortunately, I was doing more important things tonight, <laughs> but
0: what's more uh, important than that, Gerald? Do tell.
2: You're right. I got to get my journalistic priorities <laughs> sorted out here. So
0: all what, right. What, well, yeah, let's get into it. What, what did you hear from Monty tonight?
2: Yeah. I mean, he had a lot of positive things to say about Mikhail Bridges, obviously, you know, chasing James Harden and Kyrie Irving, two of the most difficult scorers in the league around all night for 40 minutes. And then on the other end, having 27 points, he had a really nice game. Um, and he was asked if it's something that's sustainable. And he was kind of, iffy on that beat and it's true because of the way that the suns play you know the only thing that's guaranteed on a night-to-night basis is chris paul and devin booker are going to control a lot of that offense but the suns really do have a kind of pick your poison scenario that makes them hard to guard because if you focus too much on one of those guys the other one will beat you if you shut down both of those guys they've got guys like mikhail bridges cam johnson jay crowder and then their rim rolling bigs who can really hurt you so uh, we asked DeAndre Ayton about that, and you know whether it was a pick your poison type deal, and he said, "Yep, a lot of poison, whole lot of poison out there." So, uh, yeah, it, it's just hard to defend this team, and they're such a good defensive team that you know the, this Nets team is a very good team. They're a team that we could potentially see in the finals down the road. Um, obviously they didn't have Kevin Durant tonight, but still a really damn good team even without him. So this was a good win and a good test for them, especially in a game where it was DA's first night back in a while. Did
1: uh, did DA talk at all about uh, if he was feeling a little fatigued at any point, it looked like the legs might not be fully there in a couple of those shots this evening.
2: Yeah, he, he definitely said it felt good to be out there, but he was a little winded. Um, and for him, it was just about trying to push through that, find his second wind, Um, and this is something Monty mentioned, you know, he hasn't gotten a lot of five on five practice time because they're at that point in the season where that kind of thing is scarce. So this was kind of his first time playing five, five, five on five since he got hurt. Um, so you could definitely see he was winded out there and he made a couple of defensive mistakes here and there, but overall it was a decent outing since he hasn't played in so long and was just trying to get that game conditioning back. Um, which is something he was ready to admit himself as well.
0: Gerald, what or who stood out to you the most in this one?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think aside from, you know, Devin Booker just hitting shots and Chris Paul just controlling the game the way that he does, it was Mikael Bridges. Um, just the defensive effort, you know, to hold Harden, who is one of the best scorers in the NBA to 6 of 19 shooting, to, you know, bother Kyrie Irving enough and chase him around screens. He still shot, I think, 10 for 20, but um, it made him work for his points as well. That's really impressive in its own right. And then to, for the first time in his career, drop 20-point games back-to-back and set his season high for the second game in a row, um, that's pretty impressive. And it feels like he's gaining that confidence that we've been talking about as far as potentially being a third option for this team. Like Monty said, I don't know if it's going to be a night-to-night thing that we can expect from him, but uh, he was really great tonight, and he's been on a little bit of a tear here lately.
1: Chris Paul continues to terrorize opponents uh, with that rip through. Uh, Was that one of those? Was any of them this evening what made you laugh when it came to Chris Paul?
2: Yeah, those definitely made me laugh. And especially because I think it was on the same dude. I think both of them were on Kessler Edwards, and one was in the first half, one in the second half. So he's just doing his due diligence throughout the game. The first he, he one was that,
0: not a quick he, learner on that one. Well, the
1: first one he wasn't even looking at Chris Paul, which was which made it even better. Like it was just like, all right, welcome to the club. And then the second one, he still got him. Like it's it, it's unbelievable to me how he how he pulls that off on a on a nightly basis and and got to the line because it they it helped uh, put the Nets, uh you know, in over the foul limit on both occasions in those quarters. So, and that guy's guys so much fun to fun to watch. I, I imagine the rest of the country uh, didn't quite not know what to do when James Harden elbowed him in the face because they dislike <laughs> both of those guys so much. If they're not Nets or Suns fans, that'd be a very confusing moment for basketball.
2: I'm sure it was, but yeah, it was, uh, that was one thing that made me laugh. And then the other thing was there was a call that Chris Paul didn't get on one end of the floor came back down didn't get a call and instead of jockeying back on defense I think it was when Kyrie Irving beat everyone down the court in the third quarter for a layup Kyrie Irving's just walking up the court with the referee yelling at her the whole time uh the guy is just relentless it is hilarious how much he is just in control of every aspect of the game if he can (laughs)
0: I really want to know. He was joking with Javon Carter at one point. I mean, Javon Carter was talking trash and played around with his, with all of the guys out there tonight a lot. But at one point in time, he had Javon like legit laughing out loud. And I need to know what he said to him to get Javon to laugh like that. But I, always, I thought that was a fun little banter. Did you see, were you able to see that from your vantage point, Gerald?
2: Not from my vantage point. I did see a lot of Mikhail Bridges pointing to Javon Carter on the bench mm-hmm. uh, anytime he did anything on that end of the floor. And so Javon Carter, when he made a three late in garbage time, he pointed to Bridges and the rest of the Suns bench, and they just kind of pointed up at the scoreboard because it was like the last minute or two of the game. So I, I don't think it wasn't anything uh, malicious because obviously oh, no. these guys are brothers, and um, they still keep in touch even with him in Brooklyn now. But it, it was fun to watch.
0: Chris I'd Paul like to walked- think that he low-key was doing it on purpose to um, oh, yeah. <laughs> add some fuel to the sun's fire because he knows how much trash talk just uh, makes this team play a little better. <laughs>
1: let's, let's be honest. Chris Paul walked up to him and said, we should have just given you the $42 million oh, rather than boy. this guy. Oh. That's what oh, he no. said.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. All right question for you guys. Well, I don't have the question. I'm going to ask it on behalf of Cesar in the chat. Early on asked if if and when the Suns get to the finals, are you hoping to get revenge on the Bucks or do you want to see a full Nets team? And then B is followed up recently and said, "Do the full strength Nets beat the Bucks? What do y'all think?" So, kind of which yeah. who be two and which one would you rather have?
1: First first one last I'll take or last one first I'll take. Uh the full-strength Nets beat the Bucs. I mean, they almost beat the Bucks last year if it weren't for Kyrie or excuse me, uh, Kevin Durant's shoe being a half a size too big and getting a two rather than, than a three there. But honestly, I could not care less who they face in the finals as long as they take care of business. They could face the 92-93 Bulls for all I care. As long as they take care of business, that's all that matters to me.
2: I think... I think the fully healthy Nets can definitely beat the Bucs. I wouldn't call it a sure thing, though, because the Bucs are very good. And I think they're 20-5 and this season when they have their big three available. And that's without um, Brooke Lopez being available for most of the year. So they're still a damn good team. The Rainy Champs deserve their respect. But I think if you're the Suns, you would rather face the Bucs than the Nets because this is a team that all season long has been playing like it's been on a mission. They've been having a lot of fun, obviously, but they are not immune to just being overlooked in general, to not having an all-star starter, to just constantly feeling like they are not being appreciated enough. And I feel like coming up short in the Bucks on against the Bucs in the finals, on top of that, if they're facing the Bucks in the finals, that is a hell of a lot of motivation for this group. Um, and I think they just match up better with the Bucs, even though Giannis is an absolute problem. They do have a lot more size to contend with him a little bit. I think we'd see a better matchup DA versus Giannis than we did in last year's finals. And I yeah. think that the Nets, if they are fully healthy, are a real problem because they have three guys that can create their own shot one-on-one and they don't need to run a lot of offense, you know, get the ball moving as much. That's really hard to stop. But with that being said, are the Nets big three ever going to be fully healthy? Well, for that's playoff what I was going to
0: say because you only so, get Kyrie half the time.
2: Yeah. So and it
0: doesn't seem like that. That mandate in New York is going to be lifted anytime soon. I know the TNT broadcasted an update on that tonight saying that they reached out, I believe, to the mayor and the mayor's people basically responded saying like Mm -hmm. (laughs) nothing, nothing new to report on that front. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that'll, that's an interesting wrinkle. There's going to be so many things still. It's it's
0: almost like, it's almost though, like you would rather not be the Nets because of that storyline. And then so many people will and could grab onto it, even though it's BS. Even though it's BS, right. yeah. everyone who wants to is going to grab onto it and be like, "Well, there needs to be an asterisk next to the Suns' championship."
1: <laughs> who, the, who the hell cares? Honestly, <laughs> asterisks, whatever. As long as as long as it ends uh, the way we all want it to, I couldn't care less how it happens. But let's not get over our skis, right? We're sitting mm-hmm. in February, and well, I get yeah. it. The Suns are forty-one and nine. They've won <laughs> eleven in a row. They've already had an eighteen-game win streak. It feels great, but let's not get over our skis. There's a hell of a lot of basketball uh, and a lot of playoffs before you can start penciling in who you want to see in the finals. So we haven't even gotten to the trade deadline, which could drastically change a lot of teams before we even get there. So I'm I, let's not get too far along, and let's okay. ask Gerald the most important question of the evening here, Lindsay. If you had a fruit roll up that went through a <laughs> washer and into the dryer, still wrapped. Would you eat it? Are you
2: talking just the roll up part or the part that goes over the roll up the
1: part? It's wrapped, it's sealed.
0: Yeah, I think it's, it's fully the whole wrapped? thing fully, fully wrapped.
2: Uh, mm, I think. Does the wrapping seem soggy or is it like still was, intact?
0: Well, it's after the dryer, was... so it's dry now. We don't know if how this soggy is... or if it was soggy just... at one point. This was Manuel's fair. conundrum that
1: happened to him while watching the show. And I'm just bringing it up for you. Was it the last
2: one, Manuel? Because Yeah.
0: You was, could just we're going to another... assume it was the last one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> if it's the last one. Mm, I probably wouldn't, but I wouldn't judge anyone who did if it's still fully wrapped.
0: <laughs> he had a little bit of it. still He's still, he he's still commenting, so... So far, so good.
1: (laughs) And he doesn't seem any more delirious than he usually does.
0: Well, wait, hold on. It has been a minute since he's he's chimed in in the chat. So, Uh uh-oh. By the way, Connor brought up that the Suns are
1: 114 and 38 since the bubble. Wow. Seems pretty darn good. So it took a global pandemic and completely removing fans to jumpstart this franchise. I'm very impressed.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that seems that seems pretty good. Also, they're thirty-one and zero this season when they have a lead after three quarters. So yep,
0: not mad at that either.
2: Not not too shabby.
1: G- Gerald, any final thoughts?
2: I my only thought is I'm thinking about all this final stuff, and I know we're not putting the cart in front of the horse here, but. Kyrie Irving can take all the shots he wants in the finals, but unless he gets the two that matters, he's only going to get to play in half the games. So. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, actually I do have a question because Jim, I think it was Jim real quick. Sorry. One more thing. Uh, Yeah. Jim in the chat said, wouldn't the Nets just pay the fine in the playoffs? I didn't even realize. I mean, I guess that makes sense that that's an option. Is that an option?
2: I don't think that's the problem. I don't think he's allowed to play in home games based on that
1: mandate. I don't think it's just a fine supposedly, if he, if they break it, they, there's a fine. But the league would never let the Nets do that. Yeah, it would be such be a, a bad disaster. look. Yeah. Like, there is no way that they'd ever allow the Nets to do that. It would just be uh, – it, it wouldn't happen. Just not going to happen.
0: Do you think the league would um, do something like they did with the Toronto Raptors last year?
1: Move the Nets the league- to – the, move yeah. the Mets games to Toronto or to uh, Tampa? No, I don't think so.
0: I mean, I don't know. Like, do you think they would be like at some point in time, maybe we just visit that or
1: not over, not over one player. Like this yeah. is, this is one guy's decision and that's his own problem. Like if, if he makes a yeah. decision, he's more than, he's more than welcome to make that decision. That's why we live in this country because you have, uh, you have a choice, right? But there's, there's no way the, you' that's his choice and he's choosing not to be able to play in those games he knows what what making his choice that's right for him means and what it means to his team so no there is no way the league would give any preferential treatment or figure out any workaround to allow him to play especially in the playoffs that's just it's on him
0: I mean that's what I figured but worth asking the question I guess or maybe not everyone in the chat's mad at me for it but no look I think <laughs> I just figured I, I wanted to, to ask the question
1: I think it's fair to pose pose the question but the league just isn't isn't going to go there now if it were LeBron maybe but that's just because the league kowtows to to LeBron in ways that they don't other players and they're just I mean, not going to do it for guys
0: It would at the end of the day too it would really suck for the Nets fan base because now everyone who has been like the diehard supporters who show up night in and night out, they wouldn't, they would have to travel and spend even more money in order to go watch yeah, uh, one of these right. games.
1: Look, it's, it, Kyrie's made his choice. It's his own, uh, it's his own problem. He can live with it. Like, right? that's uh, Yeah. That's, you know, that that's it. I mean, that's, that, that's all, it, all it is to say about that before I say something all right didn't
0: mean to derail us anything else gerald (laughs) or espo both of you i think we're about we're gonna say goodbye here in just a second so anything else Uh, from either of you tonight
1: no i'm just gonna go see if i have any fruit snacks and how many i can warm in the dryer right now (laughs) my home office is in the laundry room so i'm gonna have snacks for days thanks for the recipe
0: (laughs) gerald anything on your end
2: Nope. Nothing for me on my end. 11 (laughs) straight wins. We're, uh, we're sitting pretty right now. The only thing I would say is we really need Landry or campaign back soon so we can limit some of these guys minutes. Chris Paul playing 40, Mikael playing 40, not the best. We've talked about this. We don't want to be limping into the all-star break or pushing it too much. So uh, having any one of those guys back would be a good idea here soon
0: absolutely Trade for
2: somebody please
0: <laughs> well it's just around the corner so we'll keep you guys posted um whenever something comes through or we hear of anything on the back end of things as always thank you all so much for tuning in and joining us we appreciate your support um don't forget to check out gophnx.com if you have not um already become a member consider doing so it gets you access to gerald sweet sweet content It also gets you access to our members-only Discord, which is a lot of fun, as well as uh, members-only discounts, and of course, content from all of your favorite writers around the Valley on all the different teams that we cover. Uh, We're going to take tomorrow off, and then we will be back on Thursday, a pregame show at 5 o'clock before the Suns take on the Hawks, and then as always, postgame show right back here uh, thank you again for tuning in. We appreciate you. Until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home.
1: Just remember, it's fruit by the foot before it goes in the dryer. But it's fruit by the six inches after it comes out. Ahoy, hoy.